Amen. Thank you, ladies. Take your Bibles with me. Turn to Joshua chapter 4. And while you're turning there, a few announcements for you this morning. Um, we have a couple young ladies in our church that have just recently gotten married. And uh, they are both expecting their best friends. So they're both expecting. And uh, Chelsea and Kaylee are both expecting. And we just praise the Lord for that. So you congratulate them. Let them know that you're thinking about them and praying for them. For those of you who have had children... You know how fun it is. I feel old now. Like I'm on my third kid, my, then she's almost three, and you guys are just starting out. So it'll be a lot of fun. So congratulations, you guys. And then uh, yesterday we had the opportunity, uh, a couple people in our church had the opportunity to go to In Out of the Cold last night and uh, spend some time there and uh, s- uh, just help out in the community. So it was an opportunity for them. They said they had a great, oppor- a great time and uh, things were uh, they, they said they've never peeled so many potatoes in their life. And so we just uh, praise the Lord for that opportunity. And then some of our young adults went to the Arcade Mission in London and uh, helped out there. They said it was very well organized and very well run. And so just a great opportunities to be helping out in our community and uh, spreading the love of Jesus Christ. So if you get some opportunities like that, uh, Wednesday night is our mission night. And we're going out and trying to uh, spread that love. Some uh, This week will be to some of our church members. And so if you're um, interested in helping out, we would love to put you, plug you in, and uh, get you situated so that you can help out in sharing that love, all right? So let's go ahead and have a word of prayer just before we begin Joshua chapter 4. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for this time that we could spend together this morning. Father, I pray that now as we come into this time of, of the opening of your word, Father, that you would help us to pay attention, help us to um, understand what it is you have for us this morning. And Father, I pray that you would help us to establish the foundation that we need to have in order to move forward in our lives. Father, thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. Help us to keep that as our focus in our life. And I pray that you would continue to help us to move forward. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Joshua chapter 4. I absolutely love history. History is one of my favorite subjects. I actually had uh, a a wonderful history teacher in high school, and that's probably why I love history so much. He just made everything so exciting, and it was wonderful, and so I really enjoy history. But I've also learned that history is one of our greatest teachers. You know, the the old saying, you know, if, if history is bound to repeat itself. So if we don't learn from history, it's bound to repeat itself. So it's a great teacher for good or for bad. Um, I remember as, as, a young, as a young person and looking at people raising their kids, and I remember watching them and saying, I'll never do that. I'm not going to try and do that. And, oh, that's really good. I'll take that and I begin to watch and look at those things. But I've had the privilege of traveling to a few uh, places that are very historical that have some amazing history. A couple years ago, I was able to travel to Ottawa and see some of the things, and we went to Parliament Hill, and uh, went to the Parliament buildings and everything, and uh, one of the things I remember specifically about the Parliament buildings was just the architecture, was just absolutely spectacular, amazing, and the stories, we had a guide, and he would tell us some stories of different things, and how things happened, and told us about the fire in the library, and if you go into the library, the woodwork in there is absolutely amazing. And so I love that kind of stuff. I love looking at old pictures. I love spending time doing that. I'm an old person, so I can enjoy that stuff. I love the architecture. I love the stories that were told of the historical things that happen in that building. I've also had the privilege of going to Washington, D.C., and that city is full of history. 
all kinds of different history and uh, all kinds of different things that have gone on there in Washington, D.C. And so I've also had the privilege of going to Israel. And that was an awesome trip. And if you get the opportunity to do so, I would challenge you to do so. But we got to see much of the history of, of the Bible and, and understand that. And, you know, Ottawa, Washington, D.C., we're talking hundreds of years old, which is amazing. Well, when you go to Israel, we're talking thousands and thousands of year old buildings and things that have fallen down and been built on and all kinds of everything. It was just absolutely amazing. The amazing part about all three of these places is there are monuments in every portion erected for different things that happened in history. You go to Ottawa, there are monuments there. Washington, D.C., monuments there. And I remember uh, several, specifically in Israel, one of King David. One of the, they, they call him the greatest king that ever ruled Israel. And I believe he probably was. He was a man after God's own heart. And so they love David. Things that these monuments are erected for things that establish the direction of countries for ages to come. You think about what a monument is. It's something that was erected that, listen, if you just think about David. Think about who he was and what he did and what the Lord allowed him to accomplish. Listen, that changed the trajectory of Israel forever. Really, because it brought about Jesus Christ. It brought about all kinds of different things because of David. So listen, all those things are changes. They established a direction. Many of these monuments tell a story about how one person or, if you will, a group of people changed the course of history forever. We erect monuments to remember those things. Our story of the children of Israel is no exception. We get to see a story today that will actually change the course of history for the children of Israel. Let's look at Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. Joshua chapter 4 and verse 1, the Bible says this. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of, the, out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Verse 4. Then Joshua called the twelve men, whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Now just let's stop right there. So this is not a rock, okay? This is a stone that you put on your shoulder. So it's big enough that you can get it on your shoulder, but it's small enough so that you don't fall over and break something. Okay, so there's 12 men getting 12 stones. So these are not tiny little rocks. These are big stones, okay? Verse 6, the Bible says this, that this may be a sign among you. That when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall, shall be 
for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up the 12 stones in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood and they are there unto this day. I want to preach to you a message that I've entitled this morning, The Foundation of for moving forward. The foundation for moving forward. The children of Israel understand this. They have successfully crossed the Jordan River. Now remember, the Jordan had overflown its banks at this time. It was not just a little creek. It was a large river. It was something that was almost uh, something, an obstacle, as we talked about last week, that maybe they thought was impenetrable, something they couldn't get through. Yet the Lord miraculously cut the waters. The one side goes down and just keeps flowing down to the sea, and the other side stands up. That would be so amazing to see. They finally, all of them, get across the Jordan River. And here they are. They're getting ready to do something that will commemorate this forever. They're getting ready to build a monument. Something that will remind them forever of what God had done for them in this place. But I want you to see, number one, the plan for the monument. The plan for the monument. Look at verse 3 again of Joshua chapter 4. The Bible says this, and command you them saying, take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, 12 stones. I want you to notice where they got the stones from. They got the stones from the midst of Jordan. Jump down to verse 20. The Bible says, and those 12 stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. You see, so they took the stones out of Jordan. Now, most of you are thinking, great, what's the point of that? Well, there is a point. Do you realize that everything in the Word of God is written for a purpose? Everything in the Word of God is there. The details are there for a very specific purpose. The stones were taken out of Jordan for a reason. These were not 12 random stones they found along the way. These were 12 stones taken out of the Jordan where the feet of the priests had stood. They were stones that were taken from the very thing that God had just brought them through. They were stones taken from the very thing God had just brought them through. This is so important. This is so important. You say that's not that big of a deal because everything God brings us through has a purpose. Let me say that again. Everything that God brings us through has a purpose. Everything God brings us through has value. Everything God brings us through has, has a plan, something to teach us. Why did God bring them through the Jordan River? As we talked last week, why didn't God take them over the Jordan River? Why didn't he ask them to build a bridge? Why didn't God take them around the other side and go up and over the Jordan River? Why didn't they go back around to Kadesh Barnea where they first went? Why did God have them go through the Jordan River? God could have done a myriad of different things. If you will, write this down. God has very specific and defining plans for your life. 
Every person in this room, God has very specific and defining plans for your life. There is times, there are times in your life where you just don't understand what God is doing. There are times in your life you just don't understand why you're going through something. There are times in your life you don't understand why God would ever put you into a situation that you don't want to be in. But write this down. God has very specific and defining plans for your life. There were times in my life I've gone through things that I'm telling you right now, if I never have to go through them again, it'll be too soon. I don't want to go through them again. And listen, I'm not talking about cancer. I'm not talking about some of the major things that some of you have gone through. I'm just talking for my life, it was something that I didn't enjoy. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I am thankful for that situation. I am thankful for what God put me through because it defined me. It changed the course of my life dramatically. One of those times was the time we left our church. The church that I had gone to for my entire life, we left for doctrinal reasons. But we left, and I thought, what in the world am I going to do? That literally defined the course of my life. I remember it still to this day, and at the moment, I'm going, what in the world, Dad? Why are we leaving? We don't want to go. All my buddies are here. Everything is going just the way that I had planned, which is exactly the wrong attitude. Because God had a different plan. It was defining in my life. God wants to mold you. God wants to shape you into what he wants you to be. And he often does that through bringing you through these obstacles. Here's something else to write down. We should be gleaning from every lesson the Lord brings us through. We should be gleaning from every lesson the Lord brings us through. This is why taking the rocks, the stones out of Jordan was so important. Because they had just come through it. Now they get to say, listen, we walked across on dry ground. We saw, we easily picked up these stones. We didn't have to dive down to get them. They were just there. They were there on the surface. God opened things up so that we could see them in a much clearer light. Listen, that's why God puts you through things. Because when you come out on the other side, you go, oh, isn't that far more clear now? In the, in the waters of the Jordan, listen, they're not clear mountain springs. The Jordan River is a muddy, dirty river. Listen, and so often in our lives, we can't see what God is trying to do. It's muddy. It's just unclear. It's cloudy, if you will. But when God splits the waters, God opens things up, and you go, oh, there's a lesson. Oh, there's a lesson. Oh, there's a lesson. And it's so much easier to see what God is trying to do in your life. We always say this, hindsight is twenty twenty. Listen, go back through your life. And remember some of those defining moments. And what did you glean from them? What did you learn from those defining moments in your life? If you have not written them down, then you're missing an opportunity for a monument. If you have not thought about those things, listen, this is what happens. We go through some really difficult time. The Lord brings us through them. And we get to the other side, and what do we do? Man, I'm glad that's over. Let's, let's get out of here. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to see what's going on. I, don't wanna, I just want to get as far away from that as possible. Listen, I'm not trying to say that's not natural. But what we do is we miss out on something that God has planned for us. God doesn't just put you through a trial for no reason. He's got a plan. He's got a defining plan for you. So often we forget to get something out of it. 
we forget to pull the rocks out. We forget to pull the, the memorial stones out. The plan for the monument was a trophy of the thing that God had conquered for them. I grew up, and when I grew up, you didn't get a trophy unless you won. Man, I'm old. You didn't. So I have some trophies, or had. I don't even know if I have them anymore. I had some trophies. And you know what? I put them on my windowsill. And my buddy came over and said, man, you have a lot of trophies. And I could tell him every single one what they were for. This was for football, and this one was for baseball, and this one was for soccer, and all of these different things. Listen, I love playing sports, and listen, I had a memory of every single one of them. This was what this memorial was for. God had just done something great for them, and he wanted to put up a trophy for what God had done. Not what they accomplished, but for what God had done, what God had already conquered. That was the plan for the monument. But number two, I want you to see the purpose of the monument. Look at verse 6 of Joshua chapter 4. The Bible says this. You're to do all of this that this may be a sign among you. That when your children ask their fathers in time to come. Saying what mean ye by these stones. Verse 7. Then ye shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off. Before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. I love it. It's as if there's an exclamation point there. And these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Jump down to verse 20. And those 12 stones which he took out of the Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan from before you until ye were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us, until we were gone over. The purpose of the monument was to remember what the Lord had done. Very simple. It was a trophy. It was a, a, a memorial of what God had done. L listen to this. It was a conversation piece for generations forever. Do you have any of those in your home? A family heirloom or something like that? Or you know what we do? We, we look at pictures. It's fun. We, well, every once in a while we'll go through pictures. Maya had a picture book that we had done up several years ago, and she began to look through it, and she says, Dad, you went to Israel? Yeah, I did, and we had pictures of that. Dad, you did this? Yeah, I did. And listen, that's what we do is pictures. We want to look through and remember something. Listen, that was the purpose of this monument. God has done something great in the lives of the children of Israel. There is a purpose for that monument. But look at verse 24. There's a secondary purpose. It wasn't all, only a conversation piece for the children of Israel. It was a conversation piece for the entire world. Look at verse 24. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. This was not just a monument for the children of Israel. This was a monument for the entire earth to know who God was and how mighty he is and what God can actually do. 
Now, I want to challenge you with something. Let me ask you this question. When does a monument stop becoming a memorial? When does a monument stop becoming something that brings about a memory? When does a, a, a monument stop acting in the way that it was intended? Just think about that for a second because I have an answer. My answer to this is a monument stops being a memorial or a monument when people stop talking about it. Just think about that. A monument or, uh, stops being a memorial when people stop talking about it. You understand that people were coming and saying, what mean you by these stones? They had an answer. This is what it means. But listen, so often, if, if, if every day you see the same monument, and every day you see the same monument, and every day you see the same monument, and it, it just becomes passe, and your kids ask you, hey, what's that monument for? Ah, it's just some old dude that did something. Then all of a sudden, you, you see what you just did. You've just relinquished the purpose of the monument. Say, what does that matter? Let me give it to you this way. The purpose of the monument is to create a trigger. Like I said, looking at pictures creates a trigger in your memory about something that has happened in the past. Listen, there are times in our lives when we should have erected a monument. There are times in our lives where God, you know God has done something for you. And you've not talked about it since the day that that's happened. You've not written it down and said, this is what God did for me. You've not journaled and said, listen, God did something so amazing for me. I can't even imagine that he'll ever do something that amazing again. But I want everybody to know about it. You begin telling people, listen, this was an encouragement this was something spectacular. This was the purpose of the monument, to keep people talking about it. Do you know that Canada was founded to be a Christian nation? What happened? I have a theory. People stopped talking about it. People in churches quit talking about Christ, quit talking about what he meant to them, Quit talking about what God was doing in their life. Quit talking about what, what was happening in their Bible reading. Listen, if we can't even talk about it in this place, why are we going to talk about it out there? Listen, this monument, this wonderful book that we hold in our hands has become almost null and void in the lives of us because we've failed to keep it in a place of prominence. We've failed to talk about it. We've failed to remember what it is it's just another book. It's just another person that walked this earth. It's just another this. It's just another that. Just a story about an old guy. Listen, we need, we need to have the purpose. We need to remain on course. We need to talk about that. What, what is it that God is doing in your life? Listen, I want to know what God is doing in your life. I want to know 
what God is doing in this church. I want to know what God is doing in bearing precious seed. Listen, that challenges me. That spurs me to want to do something. And when we don't talk about it, when we don't bring it up, when we don't give a testimony about it, we're just pushing it aside. We're just saying, no, it's not, it's not really real. Listen, that's the purpose of the monument. It's like saying, remember when? Remember when we took that trip? Remember when we were kids and this happened? Remember when God did something great? Remember when God was working? Remember this, remember that? Challenge. Now I want you to understand, this was important. This was a, a, if you will, a foundation. But it did not hold them there. So often we do, we, we talk about the old days and we reminisce on how good they were with the, almost a disdain for what's going forward. But that's not what the children of Israel did. That's not what this was about. So the third point I want you to see is this, the progressive possibilities of the monument. The progressive possibilities of the monument. Listen, while there are many victories, many obstacles overcome in the story of the children of Israel, this one is incredible. This crossing of the Jordan River is absolutely something spectacular. We'll see in the times to come, the sun and the moon stand still. We'll see in the times to come, God break down a wall without anybody touching it. We've seen them come through the Red Sea. We've seen water come out of a rock. We've seen God provide them manna. But hear me, this one is special. This one is important. You see, this is not just the story of something amazing that God did to help the children of Israel get into the promised land. It's not just that. It's not just God splitting the waters wide open on the dirty Jordan River. This event, this story is much more than that. Did anybody notice the place the children of Israel camped in once they crossed the river? I heard it. Gilgal. Look at verse 20. The Bible says, And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. Remember I told you every word's important. I'm going to take you to Joshua chapter 5 and look at verse 9. Watch this. The Bible says this, and the Lord said unto Joshua, here it is, watch this, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off of you. Wherefore, because of that, the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. Well, what's the big deal? Gilgal means rolled away. Gilgal means rolled away. You can see it here in this spot. This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt. Here's what I want you to understand. God had to deal with their past before he could deal with their future. God had to deal with their past before he had to deal with their future. Israel had neglected many things they had been in Egypt for 400 years, and no doubt they had taken on the many things that the Egyptians did. No doubt they had done the things that, that the Egyptians had done, and no doubt they began to live maybe like the Egyptians lived. Now, God was rolling that away. And you know what he was doing? He was drawing them back to him. If you read the first few, few verses 
of chapter 5, you see that they had neglected circumcision, which was what God had, had given to them for a sign. And so God commands Joshua, every man needs to become, have that token again. And then he says, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt. And they called it Gilgal. It's up on the screen already. God has to deal with your past before he can deal with your future. God has to deal with your past before he can deal with your future. Go with me to Luke chapter 24. Go with me to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, look at verse 1. God has to deal with your past before he can deal with your future. Luke chapter 24 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. Watch this. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed. There about, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you. When he was in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again, and they remembered his words, and then they returned. I want you to jump over, listen to this, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 17. The Bible says this, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Hear it, ye are yet in your sins. If the stone never rolled away, your sins could never be rolled away. Without the rolling away, without Jesus Christ rising again, our faith is vain. Listen, Jesus rolled away the reproach of your sin. He rolled away what he had in your life. Listen, I don't have time to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Do that this afternoon. Read Ephesians chapter 2 and see that you were dead indeed unto your sins, but now you're made alive. You were before the children of your father, the devil, but now you're made alive in Christ. You were this, but now you're that. He rolled away the reproach of your sin. Listen, that's a monument. That's something to remember forever. But understand this, we are God's people. And he is drawing us to him. He wants us to know him. He wants us to understand him. He wants to deal with our past so that we can deal with our, he can deal with our future. Listen, you have to have your sins rolled away, the reproach of your sin rolled away before you can ever move forward for him. You have to. There is no moving forward with Christ if you don't know him. There is no moving forward with Christ unless you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You must know Christ. But I want you to understand this. It doesn't stop there. Gilgal is a very prominent place for the children of Israel. Do a little bit of Bible study and you understand that the children of Israel had Gilgal as their home base. 
every time you see Gilgal, it's they're, they're coming back to Gilgal. They've encamped in Gilgal. Joshua, in Joshua chapter 10, comes back to Gilgal and all the people with him. And then you begin to see him dispersing uh, 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 the, the property, the inheritance out. They encamped in a few other places. But they always came back to Gilgal. It was their home base. Here it is. Don't miss this. Wake up if you're sleeping. Get nothing else. Get this. Gilgal ends up being the children of Israel's home base. It was a monumental moment in the lives of the children of Israel. It was the place where God did some amazing things for them and where he drew them to him. It was the place from which they would conquer the land. It was one event. It was one monument that laid the foundation for them to move forward. It was from there that they conquered the land that God had promised them. Now hear me. Jesus Christ dying on the cross, rising from the dead, should be your Gilgal. It should be your home base. It should be where you fall back on every single time. It should be something that allows you to move forward. It should be something that God brings up over and over and over and over again. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Most of us know this as the Great Commission, but listen to this. And Jesus came and spake unto this thing. Listen, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. How do we know that? He rose from the dead. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He says this, go ye therefore, because of the power that I have, go. It's the basis. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Here it is. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Because of what Christ did. Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. John chapter 16 and verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. There's going to be some battles. There's going to be some things you go through. In the world ye shall have tri tribulation. Watch this. But be of good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. Listen, Jesus Christ taking away the reproach of our sin should be the backbone, should be the, the base camp, if you will, if you will, should be the foundation of us moving forward. It should be everything to us. Some of you might be hanging on to your past. You can't let it go. You can't seem to overcome that. You think that God can't use you because of maybe something that you've done. You don't know how God could love you because of how you've lived. But God has rolled away the reproach of your past. God has said, no, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And guess what? He wants to make you something new. He wants you to move forward in him. He wants you to conquer those things in your life. He wants you to conquer that besetting sin. He wants you to walk through it. And pull some stones out with it. 
make a monument. When you do move forward, when you see God working in your life, let it be because of the monument that you constantly refer to. Let me ask you this question. How many people have you told about your testimony? Just your testimony, how you got saved, how you know for sure that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. How many people have you told about that? When does a monument die? When does a monument cease to become a monument? When it's not talked about. Let this monument of Jesus Christ be something that you constantly talk about. Constantly telling people how much Jesus loved you, that he died for you. Don't let this monument become irrelevant. Let it be your base camp. Let it be your foundation for moving forward.